0: Could be a little more chore for audiences, so please ask someone before listening to this video. It's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers, Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious, this is more for adults or for those who get permission. Welcome back to Slough Under the Sea with me, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. I am your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. I have... Today is stuff from another country. Well, something interesting kind of happened the other day. If you could call it interesting. I found it interesting. I don't know if you all will. So I was going to check, you know, my... DNA ancestors just for the fun of it you know see if there's new relatives or anything turns out that there were three new things or two I'm not really sure how it works so the first one is still Germanatic European 31% Ireland 24% lots of Ireland in me Scotland 16% that explains the red hair probably England and Northern Western European, 10%. Wales, 7%. Norway, which is a new one, by the way. I was not expecting to get new ones at all. And then all of a sudden I did. Which is 6%. The Blancs, which was not new, is 4%. And then I got Sweden and Denmark, 2%. Which I thought was so interesting. because. I was like, "Mm, since when was like that a thing? And, you know, there's Iceland in here too. Like, Norway slash Iceland, I guess. And I was just like, wait, what? And now they have this new thing. Where, if you decide to talk to, like, it's, um... You get to click on, like, it says parent one and parent two. And you could do uh, German, European. And it could tell you if one parent or both parents have it and how much. And I have both on both parents, which is interesting. Ireland, which I only thought my dad was Irish. It shows that both my parents are Irish, which is interesting. Scotland. Both of my parents are Scottish, about the same amount, ironically. England and Northern Russia are European, which is on only parent two. Wales, which is on parent one. Norway, which is only on parent one. The Blancs, which is parent two. Sweden and Denmark is parent two which I found very interesting, kind of weird. That that like popped up out of nowhere. So I decided to click on Norway because this is new to me. Look like, very new. And okay, it says Norway, primary located in Faroe islands, Iceland, and Norway. Also found in Denmark, Sweden, and the Netherlands. Earliest inhabitants of our Norway region were strong seafaring people. For centuries, hunters and gatherers slowly pushed north across the blastic sea, problem- pro- blending coastal fugitives and inland stretches for Arable land and ice melted off of the untamed region. While Norway, Sweden, and Danish all share a common Norse heritage, over time Norway's resilient coastal community evolved into a known nation known for its seamanship, technology, artistry, and mythology. Norway's earliest inhabitants struck to the coast as the ice from earlier ice age lingered. They fished, hunted in the sea, and did some primitive farming. By around 2,500 BC, the ice had reduced enough to allow a steady trail of germatic people to spread northward. In Scandinavi- into Scandinavia as they settled in tight knit clans farming became their chief profession by the bronze age 1700 to five- 1700 by 500 BC Scandinavian families had developed simple tools fish to supplement their diets and travel the sea in hide covered wooden boats. Over time, population grew as tolls improved and harvest became a more fruitful. Early Norse communities stretched along the west coast of Norway from hardland to Nordland. At the same time, the Samama- Samanae, a nomadic people with your your Asian roots herded reindeer, fished, trapped, and traded forth north. The Salmoni still live in northern central Norway today. During the Scandinavian Iron Age, 500 BC to 800 AD, Norwegian culture changed as its people interacted with people from Gaul and the Roman Empire. Between 1 and 800 AD, the nose people of Scandinavia developed a wrench alphabet and sailed to Europe, fought as merchants, and traded iron, fish, furs, and skins across the northern sea. They believed in many gods, including Thor, Luki Luke ordain and interpret nature, the daily action and the behavior of those around them. In mythical terms, during this period, many Germanic people join Norse Coastal Village. Noise N-O-R-S-E explosion. <laughs> And trade reached its peak between 793 and 1066 AD during the Viking Age. Vikings were known for their seamanship, and the Viking era Long Sip was an engineering marvel of its day. It was quick, narrow, and light, darting through shallow or deep water, powered by oar or sail. Oars or sail, from Scandinavia, Vikings sailed the river of Europe and the ocean east and west from the Baltic to Byzantium. They settled in Greenland, Iceland, Vinland, and in North America and across Europe, leaving their mark on European history. While Swedish Vikings became intimidating merchants, explorers on the river and sea of Eastern Europe. The Norwegian and the Dens tended to heed west. Danish vikings invaded and settled north and eastern England began in 876 and merged to control a third of Britain for nearly 80 years. The Danish prince the Great, was king of England from 1016 to 1035. He also ruled Denmark and parts of Norway and Sweden. In 851, Norwegian and Danish Vikings began settling on the coast of northern France. In 911, the French king, granted them control of their own territory on a condition that they help protect France from invading Viking raids. The region became known as Normandy, named for the Viking Northmen who lived there. Norwegian Vikings also colonized Northern Scotland, the Arkans and Herberts, the Isle of Man, the Fearful Island, Iceland, and Greenland during the 9th and 10th century. Vikings are typically remembered for raiding, pillaging, and plunging for slaves, goods, and sometimes revenge. However, Vikings tended to be farmers, not fighters first. They owned land titled farms, employed servants and slaves they played sports paid attention to grooming and ate what they grew over time they converted to christianity the vikings were also untied and untinted by language danish norwegian and swedish all come from old nose which was called oh boy d-o-n-k-s-k D-O-N-S-K-T-U-N-G-A Danish tongue and evolved around the time of the Viking era. Swedish and Danish come from Old East Nose while Norwegian and Iceland grew out of Old West Nose. Scramble of power. The Viking era ended in 1066. The Viking era ended in 1066 as raids to European stopped and the Middle Ages began with the Scandinavian Golden Era. The end of the Viking era was all the beginning of Norwegian as a separate language as various Norwegian delegates started to appear. Trade between Norway, Britain, and Germany grew and before long the King of Norway declared it a Servage state. However, the golden age didn't last. In 1349, ships loaded with wool from England ran around a, a, gra- a ground near Bergen, Norway. Every man was dead. They had died of plague, which soon gained a foothold in Norway. Den Storer The Great Death swept through the country and left a third uh, to half of Norway's population dead. Four stems were left empty, and it took centuries for the population, the economy, and the kingdom to recover. Norway entered the Carl Union 19 nope 1397, 1523. That bound Denmark, Norway and Sweden under the rule of a single Scandinavian merchant. Sweden left the Union in fifteen twenty three. When Norway tried to follow suit, the rebellion was defeated, and Norway remained till you united with an overshower by Denmark. Later Norway was economically. Devastated after the Napoleonic Wars, and Denmark was forced to seize Norway to Sweden. Approximately eighty thousand Norwegian immigrants to the Netherlands during the seventeenth and eighteenth century. Many young men worked on Dutch merchant ships or joined the Dutch navy, while young men moved to Amsterdam to work as maids, a young woman the Norway Mounting Trolls and Majestic Forge. Most Norwegians wanted more for their kingdom than its rule as a Scandinavian puppet state. In 1814 they declared Norway an independent nation and adapted a construction, though the country soon had to accept a union with Sweden. Bergen was a European trade center and coastal cities like Christianity grew. A growing spirit of nationalism swept the country and Norway looked to establish its unique natural identity. Romantic sized image of Norway F. J. O. R. G. S. mountains and picturesque coast war. Enabled in Fort Lauder, Fort Lore art, music, and literature, playwrights, and composed from Henrik Lipperts to Ed Shervard, summer strolls and winter sports became archetype of tradition Norway life. Meanwhile, family members, unable to get farmland in Norway, Narrow mountain valley often went to the coast to work in the fishing, looting, and mining industry. Other immigrants to the Midwestern United States, the word of fortune full of good, cheap land echoed through the country. Norway finally became independent in 1905 and the cultural pastime of remembering Norway's rich history from prehistoric links with the rugged environment to Norse mythology and Viking to its romanticized recent past remained strong. Let's see if we can find any other fun things about Norway while we're here. Because that's all they gave me. Let's check this out. Twenty fairy tale castles in Norway. Norway is a destination where several layers of characters, both historical and architectural, mansions, forests, and castles established between the 13th and 20th century, stands as symbol of the country's courage and bold spirit. Travel to the most charming. And picturesque castles in Norway and explore inexpensive architecture. Here are some of the most remarkable castles to visit. A K E R S H U S Castle is a medieval castle. Is a medieval castle. It was built by King Hakon H A K O N V in 1299 to the ward of attacks from Norwegian nobleman Earl Alvin Egerson of Sugarberg. Wow. These names are harder than I thought. At first it served as a prison for lawbreakers but became a fortress after the Swedish attack. The national importance of this castle is underlined by the fact that it is now used as the government venue and hosts the Royal Mausoleum. The castle also houses A K E R S H U. Castle Church in the Armed Force Museum where everything related to Norway military history from medieval time to the year after World War II is on display. I'm going to try to pronounce it. Akershus Castle in at 015 OS in Norway. Okay. Frederstein Forest. Located in Hallenden. Hallenden? Frank Frankenstein is the most important border forest in the country. Frank- Frederick Stegen Forest was constructed in 1661 as a replacement for the BOHUS Forest after Norway lost its BOHUSLAM district of Sweden. This history of forest covers a wide area of 2000 SQM and is a popular tourist attraction often pregnant views of Holden City. The site also hosts several art exhibits. In summer outdoor concerts are arranged with both uh, contemporary and classic music contemporary Forest Castle Okay, the Royal Palace, located at the end of Oral's main Thorfar Curl Jones Gate, the Royal Palace is among the most significant building in the country. This palace has been a con- concrete iron of the course of Norwegian history since eighteen fourteen, originally used as the Norwegian resident of King Charles XIV, it is where the daily work of monarchy happens. The King and Queen of Norway live there. The highlight is the changing of the guard ceremony that takes place every day at 1.30 pm. The royal palace parks surrounds the palace and has trees, small ponds, grasses area, and Statues. During summer, guided tours are available to show visitors a dozen rooms, including King H-A-K-O-N-A-V-I-I suit, the council chamber, the palace chapel, the cabinet parlour, ballroom, banquet hall, and more. Okay. Jamal G A M L E H A D U G E N castle. Located in Bergen, it is one of the most famous European castles constructed in 1901 in the Scottish architectural style. Jamal, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, castle is a beautiful white mansion where the Norwegian family currently resides royal family. Constructed near the rank Tower, Bergen's rural residence is a 13th century statue built for King H.A.K.O.N. Hackerson. This splendid Renaissance building has been explored multiple times and is an impressive fortress that remains open to the public year round. You could climb to the roof to see a lovely view and there are other interesting nooks to explore such as the dungeon. They have a dungeon? I thought it was just a fairy tale thing but okay. A little creepy. Thanks for letting me know you have a dungeon. The castle rooms and halls are decked out with neon, resident and barbecue decor. People visit, okay, the library, music room, and office of Christian Michelson, former prime minister, on the guided tour. The castle is farmed by a nice English landscape park full of trees and flowers. The park remains open to the public and is a famous recreational spot used for walks and swimming. Jenny Hungman Castle is a Jenny Parish, Paris, Norway. Okay. Oh boy. O-S-C-A-R-S-H-A-L-L Castle. I wonder if the U.S. has any castles. Be a weird. I'm not I'm curious though. Where was I? Oh, I lost my space. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, O-S-C-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. Castle sits on the pendulum of a Boudet in Ossel and was commissioned by King Oscar I. And Queen Josephine completed in 1852. Several Norwegian artists got commissioned during the construction of Oskarschall, and today this castle stands as the monument to Norwegian art from the 19th century. With its other structures and surrounding parks, is among the finest examples of a neon-gothic architecture in Norway. King Oscar II II, Opened this property as a museum to the public in 1881. Guided tourists are available during the summer to admire the interior and royal relation with the castle. Okay. S T E I N V I K H O L M Castle. Okay. Slot or Stammeville Castle is the island's fortress located at the capital peninsula in Nordenhagen near Sparden I have no idea. Dang, I can't say that. From 1523 to 1532 this imposing structure was built by Avalval in Barkensen, Norway's last remaining catholic bishop. It is the biggest construction raised in Norway Middle Ages. One of Norway's most significant historical events occurred here. The Danish took over power and reformation from Catholic to Protestant faith. Today an annual August Midnight Opera is held there offering an excellent chance for people to see a performance about the life of the Archbishop Bergenheinz Forest, yeah, uh-huh, I'm not sure if I'm even saying this, right, is among the best preserved castles in this century, dating back to 1261. The forest stands at the harbored entrance and was originally king, oh boy, O-Y-S-T-E-I-N, estate on Holmen Island, constructed to guard the entrance to the Bergen port in the 17th century forest, now functions as a museum and stands next to the Rose Kent's. The three story royal banquet hall and the Rose Kennets tower are the surviving parts of its once royal fortress. The exhibition of the grounds highlights the history of the castle along with the history of. Bergen. Bergenheim's Forest is at 5003, Bergenheim, Norway. Verde Fortress, V A R T O E H U S Forest, is a picturesque for fiction located in the town of Verde on the Vagovari Island. The world's northernmost forest was built to guard the Norwegian dominion of Frankenmark and the surrounding region from 1734 to 38. Around 40 soldiers from Bergen built this forest in a Star shape, having 18th century fort faction style and low embarkment designed to resist common fire. During World War II, the fort was used to keep prisoners and later it became a prison for Norwegian convicted of treason or copulation with the German people. The unique thing about this force is its gunshot to dilute to the sun at the end of polar night. Okay, Christian Forest. Looking down upon the century of T-R-O-N-D-H-E-I-M, Christian Forest is the country's best preserved 17th century towards forest. This one doesn't look as oppressive. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okie okay, dokie, artichoke. break it now. I have no idea what is going on with this thing. I'll say, it doesn't look as impressive as the others. It was constructive on the orders of King of Denmark and Norwegian Christian V to defend the city against attacks from the east after the Great Fire in 1680. Christiansen is a unique looking white forestress that offers stunning views across the city towards the jam and the mountains from its top location. The museum and dungeon the main entrance within the forest. Triss the fort function is surrounded by a huge recollection area, which is open to the public. Okay, oh boy, Serviblog Castle ruins. blog or Serv Sarduces Castle is Nori's first medieval castle built in in Doris, which later changed its name to. I have no idea how you say these words. 250 northwest of Bergenheim Fortress. It was constructed in the late 11,000s on the orders of King survey. Sergard to support a struggle against King Monus to claim Norway's throne. Today the castle forms a part of Swervenberg Folk Museum and one of the most permanent open-air museums for the Targonor area, though it was property served the military of Norway for office, it is open to the public visiting the area. And I really visiting the area. Okie dokie, Artichoke, it's time for an outbreak Class sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and I have no idea what is going on with this thing. I'll say it doesn't look as oppressed as the others. It was constructed on the orders of King of Denmark and Norwegian Christian V to defend the city against attacks from the East after the Great Fire in 1680. Christiansen is a unique-looking white forest that offers stunning views across the city towards the fore jam and the mountains from its top location. The Museum and Dungeon are the main entrance within the forest. Tris, the fort function is surrounded by a huge recollection area which is open to the public. Okay. Oh boy, serving castle ruins. Serverblog or Serv Sarduces Castle is Norway's first medieval castle built in, in Dorus, which later changed its name to Trormuthen. I have no idea how you say these words. 250 northwest of Bergenheim Fortress, it was constructed in the late 11,000s on the orders of King survey. Sergard to support a struggle against King Melnus to claim Norway's throne today the castle forms a part of Servenberg folk museum one of the most permanent open-air museums for the Turgenlore area though it was property served the military of Norway for office it is open to the public visiting the area and uh, I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie artichokie. I break it now. Let's continue. 25 fascinating facts about Norway. <coughs> mm-hmm. Okay. The F. George Mountain and northern lights of Norway are known throughout the world as is the capitalism with a conscience philosophy. But other than the obvious, how much do you really know about the Scandinavian country? Rather you're preparing okay. The world's longest road tunnel is in Norway. At an astronomically 15 miles, 124.5 km, what is km? I really need that explained. Long the Ligerdalia tunnel is the world's longest coasting 1 billion Norwegian corner to build. That's about USD 110 million. The tunnel constructs the small communities of leader and arm land. Its design is admired all around the world as it incorporates features to help manage the metal strain on drivers. Every 6KM, there is a cave to spread sections of the road. The light varies throughout the tunnel and caves to break routine and provide a varied view. I have been driven- okay, I have never driven through it. It is an importance of the design. It is a turning drive and the light makes a massive difference at each end camera counts of the numbers of cars entering and exiting. The Nobel Peace Prize is awarded in OSLO. The Norwegian capital has been the very proud venue of the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony every year with just a few exceptions since 1901. The other Nobel Prize in Chemistry, Literature, Physics and Sociology or Medicine are awarded in Stockholm, Sweden. That's due to the wishes of Alfred Noble, the Swedish chemist who banqueted his wealth to create the award upon his death. No one's quite sure why he chose Norway for the Peace Prize. Located between the City Hall and the Arke Bergen development, the Noble Peace Center Chronicle and the fascinating history of the award and usually has special exhibits on the current holder of the prize. It opens in 2005 if you've ever in Stockholm. It's worth stopping by the Noble Center there too for the complete story. The world's most remote island is a Norwegian territory but it may surprise you to learn that it's not in the north. It's actually on the other side of the world. Amsterdam by Norway since 1929, BOU vet Island in the South Atlantic Ocean is planet Earth's most remote island. It is located approximately 1,700 km north of the coastal of Elm. Antarctica and 260 km away from the South African coast. The closest inhabited land is the British Overseas Territory of Tristan D. Shuman, more than 200 km away. Tristan is also an extremely remote place with no airport. Norway designated the 49 km island and its terminal waters as water a nature reserve in the 1970s while no one lives on the island Norwegian authorities do maintain an un- main weather station this means it's easy to check the weather from norway or anywhere else in the world for that matter because of bou vet's remoteness and a lack of an airport visiting the island is no-go. Unless you're a scientist on a research expedition, this is the only one island you'll likely never get to visit. Norway has a land border with Russia. This one had people scratching their heads and checking a map when I first... uh, Although there's just one road crossing, Norway Russia land border is actually 120 miles long. The stock. Um, crossing on the E-105 highway is the northmost road border across in Europe. In September 2017, a new tunnel and bridge opened on the Norway side of the border and decreasing travel time from across the border. By the way, there's something many people do. Norwegians cross over to buy cheaper fuel for their cars, while Russia crosses over to buy better quality Goods in Kirken. Much of the border is defined by a river and cuts through dense forests for the majority of the route. Distinctive posts, bright yellow on the Norwegian side and green striped on the Russian side, marks the border. It's important to pay attention if you're out hiking in these remote areas, because taking even a a C- couple of steps to encircle the post is illegal it is important to pay attention if you're out hiking in these remote areas because taking a comp- complete of steps to encircle the post is illegal Kirken is father east to all of Finland in fact, the small Arctic town is as far east as Kerry. This continues to blow people's mind when thinking about it, surprised when people doubt it. At only 9 miles, 15k from Russia Russian border, K-I-R-K-E-N-E-S is of Norway's most interesting places for a social perspective. As it's so close to the border, there is a big Russian influence. You'll be, you'll see Bingham street signs and plenty of shops advertising offers and deals primary to Russian visitors because of the number of non-local spending time in the town. English is very much a third language in this small town. Most international visitors have heard of the name because Perkins is the point at which the Herdenburg Coastal Ferry turns around to continue its epic multi-day voyage back to Bergen. Most international visitors continue their journey on board and have around three hours to explore the city. Attractions of note include a World War II bunker that opens to vis- visitors by prior Arrangement the Borderlands Museum, part of Avengers Museum, and the church picture of Norway's home to HEW Hockey Sticks. Yes, so really, over a thousand Norwegians can say they lived in HEW Hockey Sticks. The small village is within walking distance of. T.R.O.N.D.H.E.I.M. International Airport and has even seen its own trans- train station. The train station in itself something of a tourist attraction. Several times uh, they've spotted tourists snipping a photo of themselves in front of the station sign. But there's more to HW Hockey Sticks than just the name. Take a short walk from the station via a sign forest trail and you'll find some crude rock carvings of reindeer, believed to be around 5,000 years old. There's also a hotel and a small shipping center, among other local facilities. Norway introduced salmon sushi to Japan. While sushi is absolutely a Japanese invention, they did not use salmon in the dish until it was suggested by Norwegian Diligent in 1980. Despite the distance between the countries, Japan seemed a natural fit for Norwegian seafood. Japan's first fish stocks were suffering from overfishing but demanded de- but demand from customers was high. The deals created all those years ago have helped the boost Norwegian Seafood Exports and Japan Norwegian Salmon Sushi is one of the most popular dishes, especially among younger people. It took time to happen though, as the Japanese were originally contracted with the health impact of eating a raw salmon, but they got over that and Norwegian experts haven't looked back and seafood is now one of the Norwegian's biggest industries.